Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, your on-air ladies Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. Sometimes you'll hear inspiring interviews with Christian authors, recording artists, businesswomen, or girls who just make this world a better place. But today, it's just me with a message burning in my heart because I've been living it. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode number 125, Waiting in Hope. My intention for this episode is to leave you hope-filled, not hopeless. You're going to take a deep dive into the Bible to see what it has to say about waiting, and I pray it builds up your faith like it did mine. So get ready to get refreshed. Our inbox talk comes from Western Canada. Carolyn from Alberta sent a message saying, I love every episode. It never ceases to amaze me how a show recorded in my closet in the little town of Leamington, Ontario, through the channels of Joy Radio and podcast platforms, can reach people across Canada and around the globe. We live in times like no other. To help you get into Bible study, I've created downloadable Soul H2O journal pages that help you dive deep into the teaching segment for each of the radio shows. Print off a few and keep them handy as you can use them with your Soul H2O devotions from the blog or with your personal devotions. Find the journal pages on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 125, along with scripture graphics, links to other Soul H2O resources to keep you refreshed, and anything else mentioned in the show. After the first music pick song, we'll dive into today's Soul H2O devotion. But for now, you're gonna love listening to How Far by one of my favorite singers, Tasha Layton. How far is too far. One thing I'm not very good at doing is waiting. Growing up in my family was a fast-moving environment. Drag racing set the pace. I grew up hearing my dad say, you snooze, you lose. And he lives by that statement. My family was fast on the track and fast at home. Waiting wasn't seen as a good thing. When I was a teen and my parents bought their first racetrack, lineups at the front gate or the food booths caused alarm and required extra hustle. Waiting is something I've had to learn. It doesn't come naturally to me, and learning to wait in hope is, for me, a memory exercise. Let me explain. In Isaiah 51, Isaiah reminds the people about Sarah and Abraham's story to encourage their faith in a difficult time so that they could walk in hope, reminding them that if God could keep his promise for a baby to two senior citizens, he could surely keep his promise to them. Isaiah talked about how God took care of the Israelites in the desert and turned things around for them, making their desert bloom like the Garden of Eden. In verse 5 of chapter 51, Isaiah tells the people that God is asking them to wait in hope for his powerful arm. 
God has issues when we don't wait and hope for His powerful arm to work on our behalf. He wants us to stop the whining and complaining and the trying to fix it on our own. God wants us to start waiting in hope, even if our answer takes a long time. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Hope is expecting God to do something that He said He would do and trusting Him in the process, even when you can't see it. There was a time when a family member was struggling with depression in my family, and they were scarily suicidal. For a long while, and I'm talking years, the more I prayed, the worse things got, the deeper the depression grew. In the natural, the only thing that was growing was despondency and in the spiritual, my hopometer was decreasing in strength. My friend and psychotherapist, Ali Malat, says, if we don't look at our circumstances through the lens of hope, we'll look through the eyes of hopelessness. In that season of utter desperation, I was given a really cute mug with the word hope on it. There were four flower-like plants growing depicted with each of the letters in the word hope at the top of the plant stems as the flowers. The message that hope grows came through loud and clear. The mug seemed to bolster my hope and give me encouragement to hope for better days ahead. But then I dropped it. I was washing my hope mug in the sink, dropped it, and got a crack in it. I was treating it with care, not putting it in the dishwasher, and still it cracked. When I poured hot water into it, the mug cracked even more and the handle fell off. I know it may seem dramatic to you, but I started to cry. I felt it was a picture of my life. My hope was broken. I had put my hope in God, prayed more, and it didn't break my circumstances. That day, I decided not to let the enemy steal away my joy or my hope any longer, and I trusted God anew with my loved one. A while later, with my situation not changed, I was in Buffalo helping my cousins with the grand opening for their then-new division of the Goodness Project. I met a girl who runs a nonprofit that helps teen moms at a couple of high schools in Buffalo. She was so passionate to help these young girls because she became a single mom at 15 and her daughter followed in her footsteps at 16. She told me how she's working to see this pattern stop. As I was helping her carry stuff out to her vehicle, a ceramic stone fell out of one of the bags that she was carrying and shattered on the floor. I bent down to pick up the stone for her and guess what the stone said? You guessed it, hope. My hope was cracked, then broken, even shattered, and this stone in pieces on the floor was a perfect example of my heart. It was the second ceramic item with the word hope written on it that broke. You can't make this stuff up. I don't think it takes rocket science to recognize God was trying to get my attention. When you think of winter, you think of cups of cocoa, trips to the Caribbean, or long naps by the fireplace. 
With My Joy Radio app, you can enjoy everything you love about winter while staying tuned to everything you need. Never miss another minute with 24-7 access to the Joy Radio live stream. Get the latest messages from the ministries you love delivered to your smartphone or download them ahead for offline listening. Be uplifted while discovering what winter has to offer. My Joy Radio app, available now. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Before the song and break, we were talking about how God desires for you to go through difficult times waiting in hope, not fear, not confusion, not in distrust. But sometimes your hope gets cracked or broken, and other times shattered. And I think there are a few things that set you up to have your hope shattered, like when you put your hope in the wrong thing. Men, money, marriage, kids, makeup, joking, but not really joking. Because sometimes we can try to put our hope in our looks and our finances. And let's just be honest, girls. Hope can leave you waiting Psalm 13 verse 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. The first devotion in my Soul H2O devotional book, Due Date, talked about this scripture and told about the time when I was pregnant in my early 20s. The doctor made me stop working a month and a half before the due date because I was in danger of preterm labor. He knew this baby's best chance at a healthy life lay in prolonging his birth. I had to go in for weekly checkups, and every time, they warned me about the situation. Days went by. Weeks went by. A month passed. Almost two full months passed. By the time the due date came and went, I felt like I had been pregnant for two years. All this talk of an early delivery for months on end kept me ready for the birth, but it didn't happen. I wondered if this baby was ever coming out. I think King David in the Bible felt the same as this. In Psalm 42, verse 43, these are separate in our Bibles, but a lot of the original manuscripts of the Bible have no separation, no break between these two, and it seems like one prolonged rant by David that I can totally relate to, and maybe you can too. Psalm 42 starts with the words of an uber-popular 80s and 90s worship song. Starting in verse 1, it says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, God. David had this longing to be in relationship with God. And then he begins to let his broken heart out. Starting in verse 3, he says, My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go into the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Then we read some of the most quoted words of David, and I think there are some of the most quoted because so many of us understand what David is expressing. We've felt the same thing in the middle of the waiting. In verse 5, David says, Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. After going back to whining and complaining for a bit, David then repeats those famous words again in verse 11 and says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him 
my Savior and my God. In Psalm 43, David goes on to describe some of the situations he's facing. He's wallowing in self-pity, and rightfully so. Life was super difficult for David. He was rejected, being hunted down and oppressed by the people who were supposed to love him. After wallowing for a while, David seems to grab himself by the collar, so to speak, and says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why, so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The message translation makes it hit a little closer to home when it says, Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix your eyes on God. Soon you'll be praising him again. He puts a smile on my face. He's my God. It's interesting to note that the Hebrew for hope used in Psalm 42 verses 5 and 11 and then 43 verse 5, when David reminds himself saying, put your hope in God, those words for hope could be translated as delay, have hope, hope, hoped, wait, wait expectantly, waited. So how do you put your hope in God while you wait? The first thing you need to do is put your hope in the right things. And the first thing that is right for you to put your hope in is Jesus. Colossians 1.27 says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you've received Christ, he's living inside of you. And so you have hope eternal living right in you. The next thing you need to put your hope in is in God's word. Psalm 130 verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits and in his word, I put my hope. Psalm 119 verse 81 says, I'm worn out with waiting for your rescue, but I've put my hope in your word. Secondly, you need to strengthen your hope. You got to build or strengthen your habits of hope. Read your Bible, spend time in solitude, be creative with your worship, mix it up. Relationships need mixing up. Journal, take a walk with God, make a practice of forgiving, speak out hope, declare it like David did in Psalm 42 and 43. Listen to hopeful messages like what you're finding right now on the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Worship. Listen to Christian music, and might I suggest Joy Radio? Go to church. You need to make rhythms of rest. Genesis 2 verses 2 to 3 says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. In Mark 2, 27, Jesus makes it clear how we need to rest when he said, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God knew you would need to rest. He created you body, soul, and spirit, as we talked about in the show last time, and that requires rest and sleep. You also need to have hope-filled relationships, first of all with God and then with others. Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 to 12 reminds us that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, 
one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Get good friends. Waiting in hope isn't easy, but it's absolutely necessary for the faint of heart to regain their strength. Isaiah 40 verses 27 to 31 in the message translation says, Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine, Israel, saying, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's the creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath, and he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired. He gives fresh strength to the dropouts, for even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. In the first segment of this Soul H2O devotion, I shared the beginning of Proverbs 13, 12 that says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But in the end, I want to remind you of the ending of the same verse. Proverbs 13 verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Not getting what you hope for can break your heart, but a hope that comes true is a life-giving tree. And trees, with the fruit, feed others. When hope is crashed, the heart is crushed. But a wish come true fills you with joy. So, did I wait in vain? Nope. Oh, I had to wait a long time. But my family member got the right help, the right medicine, trusted in God for themselves, and is doing better to this day. After that long, prolonged pregnancy, I gave birth to a beautiful baby boy, Brandon. To be honest, I have other areas in my life that I'm still waiting on. And I've been waiting for over a decade with one of them. But God is with me while I wait. And that makes the waiting bearable. But when I get weary in the waiting, feeling like my hope mug and stone, all cracked, broken, and sometimes shattered, I do a David and grab myself by the collar with the reminder to put my hope in God. Remember Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. Hope is expecting God to do something He said He would do and trusting Him in the process, even when you can't see it. So my friend, choose today to be found waiting in hope. I've got a big ask for you this week. I'm challenging you to reject fear and negative thinking about your circumstances. I know it's a big ask. Put into practice my tips on how you put your hope in God while you wait. If you didn't write them down, don't worry, we've got you covered. You can find them on the show notes. When you apply these actions to your life, you won't get weary in well-doing and lack faith to believe in the promises of God. 
Believe that no matter what, God is with you. His presence will hold you. I promise you. Ask God to help you expectantly wait in hope for all the great things he has in store for you in the future, here on earth and for eternity. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 125, Waiting in Hope. If you're needing more refreshing than just a once a week show, subscribe to my email list and get access to a steady flow. Or if you're really in a difficult time, I encourage you to sign up to the waiting list for my Traveling Through the Desert with You course that we're going to be starting in January. If you're in the Newmarket area, you can come hear me speak at Cedarview Heart and Soul's Cozy Christmas event. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics and links to everything that I've mentioned here. You can find them at soulh2o.com slash 125. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family, maybe someone who's going through a difficult time. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.